Okay, Matt. So we got a fun pod ahead of us. We just finished a great uh discussion with our other podcast friends. The end of the week. It's our our competition, man. In the competition. Market. Hey, there's a it's a it's there's no competition here. This is a we want to see mutual success. Our business partners, then business. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, that would be our new venture, but. Yeah, we got uh, CJ and Aris on, talk a little bit of championship football, some Dallas stuff, uh, you know, our takes on some prop bets. So it, it was fun, fun discussion there. So we'll get to that later. But first, uh, no Cowboys, no Dolphins. First time of, you what know, this what NFL <laughs> season. Yeah, I guess we just have to watch the rest of the games as objective fans, but why don't we just, you know, get right into it since our discussion was pretty long with them, but uh, we'll go in order as usual. So start off with the Texans at the Ravens, Matt. Um, you know, I, I think we both thought Baltimore was going to win this game, but man, did not expect that type of performance, I think, from the Texans. Uh, probably saw the, you know, rookie side of CJ Stroud come out. Um I mean, you know, understandably, you're in Baltimore as a rookie going against, you know, one of the best coaches in the league, uh, Super Bowl winner and John Harbaugh, who has a week to prepare, by the way, um, you know, and, you know, two weeks of player rest. Right. So definitely felt like that played to their advantage. But uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I was really just shocked at how like limited that Texas offense seemed to be, Um, you know, couldn't establish the run, uh, not really any downfield shots there. And honestly, the offense only put up three points because their only touchdown was on a punt return. return. So I don't know. Um, Just seemed like Baltimore was, they seemed like the more experienced team. Uh, Lamar, I mean, what else? is there to say about him he's i think the mvp of the league uh you know we said that a couple podcasts ago anyway but 11 carries on the ground 100 yards on 11 carries just ridiculous um two touchdowns on the ground as well as two touchdowns in the air it just looked you know pretty easy i would say for baltimore on both sides of the ball And to me, you really saw that pass rush, Um, you know, Jadavion Clowney. I think, I don't know. I know Jadavion Clowney, you know, he's been a problem before, but something about him, you know, in this game, like he looked like a game changer uh, with just that pass pass rush in general, Matt. Um, Yeah, I mean, not, not really too much to say, but complete dominance from Baltimore. I think it was interesting, though, like the pass rush was dominant. But they had no sacks. But you could feel the, you could feel CJ Stroud like he was feeling the heat. I mean, he was moving around all day, you know, throwing on the run. So it's like, you know, sometimes a sack is a misleading, misleading stat to me because the Ravens' defensive line was dominant, and I mean dominant. (laughs) I mean, let's go, Houston, fourteen carries for thirty-eight yards. Yeah, that'll do. Um, CJ Stroud you know, was a top five uh, passer, I believe, in the league. 
Uh, well, he sorry, he did lead the league in passing yards per game. You know, he missed a couple games. So for him to only have 175 yards on 19 completions, right, less than 10 yards of completion. And then on the flip side, Baltimore, I mean, 229 yards on the ground, 42 carries. That's their their identity. Yep, that is a staple of Baltimore. And, hey, if you can't stop the run, they're going to run the ball all over you and they're not going to budge, right? What did I say on the last podcast? It's identifying and executing your team's identity and you know don't need to tell john harbaugh what their identity is right we got lamar jackson gus edwards justice hill who i like and now dalvin cook who's just you know another wrinkle for teams to have to worry about um but you know they got the the power guy they got the speed guy and lamar just it really still baffles me like watching him move in the pocket and run because it really looks like he's not even trying uh, and he's just faster and quicker. And the thing I think Lamar has learned uh, throughout his career is how to not get hit. Like there's an art to, you know, mm-hmm. like to, we talk about Tua falling, you know, preventing injury that way. But Lamar is just so shifty. He's mastered how to like not get hit. Or when he does get hit, it's like, uh, you know, like, not a full contact like he knows how to turn his body like just in the slightest way to you know lessen the blow and to me that's been the most impressive thing you know watching him run the ball now compared to even when he was in louisville you know winning the heisman so i mean not not too much to say honestly in this one just all three phases i think we saw the experience i do think the texans are going to be good i think uh they have a lot to build on I like their offense, you know, especially if Tank Dell comes back. Maybe they draft a running back, you know, uh, to pair up with that young offense. And D'Amico Ryan, I mean, you know, we didn't really have him on our radar for Coach of the Year, but uh, I think he's definitely surprised a lot of people with the turnaround. I mean, you think about it, they had the second pick in the draft, so what, second worst record in the league into winning And they division. traded for the third pick, too. Yep, and trading for the third pick, Will Anderson, uh, he looks like a stud. Right. So um, just the turnaround. I mean, kudos to that Texans organization. They clearly made the right move and uh, really like D'Amico Ryan. You know, it seems like a player players coach, uh, but, you know, he's still getting into the, the nitty gritty of the film study. And, you know, on the defensive end, you can really see the passion that his players play with. So nothing for Houston to hang their heads on. You know, they get a playoff win in your first season with a rookie head coach rookie quarterback like that's just sky's the limit now for houston uh i think the afc south is feeling a little bit differently than as we all predicted at the start of the year so kudos to houston but unfortunately their season had to come to an end um baltimore moving on to face uh the chiefs but got to get to the other game first probably one of the more exciting well actually all the games are pretty good outside of the the texans ravens game um but Packers Niners, man, uh, I mean, the Packers, just heartbreak for them, you know, to go into San Francisco and arguably outplay San Francisco, I would dare say. Not um, arguably. They did outplay them. <laughs> just didn't show up on the scoreboard. Yeah, where it counted, unfortunately, for Packers fans uh, and, you know, for Dallas fans because, you know, they have a dislike towards the Niners. But 
and the yeah, Packers. We don't uh, like any yeah, team. Okay, well, that's fair. But yeah, let, <laughs> I mean, let's really get into this one, Matt, because uh, maybe we'll start on, you know, Green Bay side because they unfortunately didn't come out with a win. But, I mean, you look at kind of their stats. Um, I They ran for 136 yards, you know, pretty decent. Uh, Jordan Love, the numbers aren't super pretty, you know, but 21 of 34, just under 200 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. We know that last one was tough. Um, his first one, probably not a great, th- just not a good throw They're on that one. Him. Yeah. Uh, good, de- I think good decision, just, you know, tough throw there. Uh, the physical ones you live with, right? You always live with, oh, he just kind of overthrew him or, you know, a little bit behind a guy leads to a pick. Those ones I think you can live with, but um yeah the just when it counted uh couldn't quite make that one play to put the game away uh i think that you know the three plays i'm really good to highlight here the fourth going for it on fourth down you know in deep in the niners territory i don't know maybe they even got the first down on the sneak uh it was pretty hard to tell i don't what did you think did you think that he got it I it it looked. I mean, it was so hard to tell because the pile. But yeah. I don't know the way like his body was, like laid out. I guess is that the right word. It it looked like it was past the line of scrimmage. I thought it was a bad spot mm-hmm. for the ball. So I don't know about that one. But what about the decision? I guess just, that's just what going I was going to say. The decision in that situation, like they call it a you know tush push. But it was kind of a you know fourth and inches, fourth and one. But it was like a it looked like a far one, like a one and a half to me. So it's like, are you really gonna tush push that? Like personally, I know you know you gotta capitalize in the red zone. But I, I'm a huge I'm a huge believer when you get points, you, you gotta get points. You just gotta get points when you can. You just can't leave that on the table, and. It was a you know well within field goal range. Maybe it's because Thor just says he prays every time Carlson comes out to kick. That's not a good sign. I either. don't know, but to me, take the points. And it's early in the game. It was early in the game, right? I think that was like second quarter. Second quarter. So you know, it's not like it's okay. Your third, fourth quarter, late third, fourth quarter. You're pressing. You're down, right? Take the points. Like your team is playing well. You know, don't give the Niners any real momentum. And I think the Niners came back that drive and they, they scored their first touchdown. Yeah. So kind of a, you could say, 10-point swing in a way. So I don't know. I'm just a huge believer of taking points when you can get them. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely agree with you there. And yeah, I mean, you really look, that first half just seems so controlled by uh, Green Bay. You know, they go down kick a field goal, go down again, probably should have kicked a field goal. That's why they lost the game, to be honest. It's their red zone. They're moving the ball. They just couldn't cash in. So, that's Mm -hmm. hey, that's a credit to the Niners defense. Yep, exactly. Credit to the Niners defense. Um, But, I mean, you know, it really comes down to the second half where it's kind of interesting because, you know, Brock Purdy on the flip side, uh, I don't think he played the greatest game, especially in that first half, right? you know, you could argue it wasn't, you know, his greatest performance. But um, I thought at the end of the game, you know, uh, 
made enough plays when it counted. You know, he made enough throws um, on that last kind of game-winning drive, I guess you could say. So, I don't know. It, the game manager uh, stepped up, I guess, if, if you want to put it like that. But um, I thought this was a really big – that was a big drive for him, I think, for his career to, you know – kind of get the narrative of that front runner mentality out of the way where, yeah, when everything's going good, you know, we, we, I can make the throws, I can make the plays, but you know, he faced some adversity. You're, you're down, you need a touchdown, not just a field goal, right? You're down four, need a touchdown, gotta have it. And, you know, six that ran a almost flawless six minute offense, right. Uh, You know, picked up, let's see three or sorry, two for three first downs on, on third down during that drive. Um, you know, he had it when he had to, um, and, you know, even I think more impressive though, without Debo late in that game, because you, the point, you know, um, he goes down during that game. It's kind of hard to adjust mid game. Um, but you know, I think just too talented, quite honestly, um, that offense. So I, I, I'm still want to give Brock Purdy, you know, his flowers because I think he, he deserved it uh, for that last drive, but it, it really did feel like green Bay losing the game more than the Niners winning. Um, I mean, Carlson, that's, I 41 yarder um, to put you up. It, it, the thing is to me, it's not even like a, pressure field goal either you know like it's not to tie the game it's not to you know not like the game is tied and you can go like you guys are up by you know you're up four now you're just adding so it's like i maybe that's just how he's been all year i don't know but that's a brutal miss um in that moment and i you know jordan love at the end still had a chance um, and I think he'll learn from this, but that to me felt like what I've seen Tua do a lot, where he feels like he has to force it or he has to, you know, force the ball down the field when you still don't have to in that moment, right? So um, I thought Jordan looked, you know, he's impressed me. I think the Packers have their guy for the next five years. I think he's going to get a contract extension. Definitely looks like he deserves it, but. Uh, yeah, just in that moment, you know, throwing across your body into double coverage. The thing is, it was first down, you know, you, you're outside the pocket, just throw it away, live for the second down. Um, that, I mean, it's a little hard, you know, in that moment, you know, he's obviously trying to make a play, but I think that's one he'll definitely learn from that um, and, and be better for moving forward. Because I really thought, man, I think, you know, hey, Green Bay, they're still in this, right? You got a minute left. Uh, you, you only need three. Yeah, Carlson just missed the field goal. But, I mean, at that point, right, you just got to get You're taking your chances. Field. Exactly. Yeah. You're taking your chances. You got to get into field goal range. Um, but, yeah, Matt, well, I don't know. What did you think of, I guess, the two Q- QBs and their performances? I think Jordan Love, for really the most part of this game, he played well. I mean, the QBR 44.6, that to me is a little deceiving. Um the one interception at the end was obviously the worst throw of the game. <laughs> and then even this, the first interception he had 
a deflected pass. Like you said, I thought it was a good good read, just a bad bad pass. And you know, when your tight end deflects it, tip drill, it's like okay, yeah, you already know that's going to be picked off when it's just hanging in the air. But he made the plays when he had to make the plays. I thought so. You know, for his first rodeo, I would say. I I think you can live with that for a totality of the season. I mean, the last week of the regular season, basically a playoff game for them, a win and get in. Obviously, they beat the Cowboys right on the road, the number two seed. So that's a you know statement win right there. And you could argue he, outside of the interceptions, maybe outplayed Brock Purdy. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but maybe you can make the case. But for Brock Purdy's sake, you know, I was very, I'm a very critical guy, especially of the Niners, not a, not a fan of them at all. But I have to admit that last drive was very impressive, very impressive. Um, and one of the things that I knocked Brock Purdy on for, for being who he is, because he, I still believe, I truly, I still believe it's a, it's the team. Like there's a lot of it with the team. They're just so stacked. He's on a rookie contract. He is a seventh round pick. So he's basically being paid nothing in NFL money. Right. So you can spread it around, use that money elsewhere. Um, but I'm always a guy. I'm a Brady guy. And, you know, a little different like you with Peyton Manning. I think the difference between those two guys was Manning. I think he had the numbers. Manning had the numbers. But Brady, like, he just had that that it factor, you know, like he could have a horrible game, but if he's within striking distance or you need a game winning drive from him, no matter how bad he was, he's going to get it done. And that's what I saw from Brock Purdy because he wasn't very good. <laughs> Brock Purdy was not very good for the first, what, three and a half quarters of the game to me. But when the money was on the line, you know, you need a touchdown he was there for the moment. And I think that's what makes great quarterbacks. So Brock Purdy earned my respect on that part because that was all on his shoulders. There was no like, Oh, you can run the ball. McCaffrey ground and pound, right? Time is ticking. And this is basically your last drive of the season. If you don't convert. So he made the throws when it had to, he got them in, in range for that McCaffrey touchdown run. So very, very impressive. Um, shows a lot of grit from him. Um, but, you know, you can't just have one, as we all say. You know, we need to see that more and more. Maybe not this year, you know, going forward. But I think that's a great start for him to kind of build off of that, you know, game manager uh, narrative. So very impressive by Brock Purdy for me. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I agree with you there. So uh, let's, well, let's get to the game of the week, Matt. Um, Chiefs Bills, the one game I think we disagreed on. So you went perfect, I think, on the weekend. Technically, you went four and zero. This is the one I whiffed on, and I mean, honestly, I could argue similar to what we just said about the Packers. The Bills had it right there. You know, they were up at the half. Um, felt like. They played pretty well up until that point, but just couldn't make quite enough plays once again when it mattered. Um, you know, for and Kansas City comes out on top. Uh, you know, we, we can talk about the first half, Matt, but 
I mean, the first half never really matters, right? We we all we talk about that a lot. Uh, Kansas City was right in it at halftime, getting the ball back. I thought, oh well, you know, here we go. I just kind of felt that that feeling of Mahomes is going to do special Mahomes things, and sure enough, what does he do? You know, first drive of that second half, come out, boom, 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 uh, touchdown. You know, and they're up, and it's like, oh, okay, well, Buffalo's going to choke again, right? They're going to say, you know, same thing. You thought they were going to lose after that first drive? Right after that first drive. Honestly, I'm like, they just went swift. Like, it was like swish cheese. Like, just, I don't know. Um, But, but I, I actually finally had hope because – Unlike the previous years, you know, where I thought they would kind of collapse, um, they come back long touchdown drive of their own. I mean, it was a eight minute drive, um, you know, to bounce back, keep Mahomes off the field. And, you know, it felt like reminiscent of that iconic playoff game that happened several years ago, you know, when it's like haymaker after haymaker and who ends up with the ball last is going to win the game. Um, so, I mean, it really felt like that, uh, because, you know, right after that, um, I mean, Mahomes does his thing again, comes right back, uh, scores a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, well, Josh, now it's your turn. And now we start getting into the nitty gritties of the end of this game. So, you know, after the touchdown, obviously you want to have a big play or a big answer. They go three and out. Um, Sean McDermott here. <laughs> makes I think an interesting call to go for it uh on a fake punt with Damar Hamlin of all people. Uh it would have been a great story. Hey, you get that first down, you are praised like you know no other coach, right? Oh my goodness, the guts on him to go for it. You know, run a fake on your own 30 with the Mar Hamlin too, like gets his praise for, you know, not really playing the whole year. It's like, oh, he finally has a big market and he gets stopped. Uh, Chiefs were not fooled at all. Get stopped. And I'm just thinking, well, there's the game. <laughs> on, like, honestly, yeah. because now what Kansas City is about to just go. Um, you know, punch this thing in. Now you're down 10 and it's over. I'm sorry, but the game's going to be over now. Uh, that's just how I felt. But, you know, lo and behold, McCole Hardman said, no, not just yet. Um, I mean, he fumbles out of the end zone. I don't. I First can't. off, it was a great play by Poyer. He it was it a out. great play. Great play great defensively. Play. Um, and I just thought it, it, it was such a weird feeling because I felt like, okay, the Bills don't deserve to win after that pick punt. Honestly, I, that's how I felt. Um, and, you know, here's the football gods going, no, this is your moment finally. Here you go. We won't even let them score. Like, it's one thing you hold them to three there, right? And you're still with it. No, you know what? He's going to fumble out of the end zone. You guys get the ball back. Oh, my God. Like, it's going to happen. It's finally going to happen. And then you go three and out again. It's like, you know, uh, it's like they're trying to give you all these chances. Um, 
just couldn't capitalize. But Matt, I mean, that last drive, you know, kind of culminating on the season for Buffalo, I thought, um, because, you know, they didn't start out too good. But to me, the pass to Diggs uh, on the first play of that possession, I mean, one of the most beautiful throws I've ever seen. (laughs) He launched that thing. Josh Allen, I've said this before, I think physically more talented than Patrick Mahomes. I think physically one of the most talented, gifted, like God-given ability athletes of the NFL ever. I mean, running, passing, whatever you want to say. Absolute beautiful ball to Ty, uh, not Tyreek, to <laughs> Stefan Diggs. I said Tyreek because I've seen the drops before, but you know, Stefan Diggs, he's been the guy the past several years, and something was just not right with Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen towards you know the second half of this year, and I think that finally came back to bite him. I mean, Stephon Diggs had eight targets, only three receptions for 21 yards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you need – what do we all say, Matt? You need your stars to produce sure. in the biggest moments. And to me, you know, I thought – it was so – it happened so fast. It's like, oh, maybe, you know, they got a hand in there or or something. But then when they showed the replay, it's like he literally, you know, had it go right through his hat. And I was just thinking – Maybe that's it for Stefan Diggs. I mean, I love Stefan Diggs. He gave us some insanely memorable moments, but after a while, right? Like maybe you're just not the guy anymore. I hate to say it because he's so talented and he's been there for so long, but that's like your chance to finally make the big play. Flip the game on its head at that point, right? Um, and now you know you can have a much easier time controlling clock you know, getting down the field and scoring a touchdown. But, you know, he they missed that one. I thought, oh, man, you know, I, I don't know if that they're going to be able to do it. They pick up a fourth down on that drive. Um, you know, they're kind of dinking and diming down the field. And it comes down to the right leg of Tyler Bass to tie the game with a minute and a half left. Um and yeah, I mean, just pushes it right. wide, right? As Jim Nance, with did you hear his savage uh, call of the game? What he said, like, oh, it's wide, right? That's like something like the Bills' worst, least favorite words, or something. Yeah. I was like, wow, that that's <laughs> that's brutal. I it's just unbelievable um, how that game ended. You know, Tyler Bass not a bad kicker. They extended him. He's a good um, kicker. He's a I would good say kicker. he's an above average kicker in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, although, albeit, you know, even if they tie the game, you're giving Patrick Mahomes a minute and a half left. Maybe he still goes down and wins it anyway, but you never know, you know? Um, so just sat like, I feel bad for Josh Allen. Like, genuinely, I do. Um, you know, people can say he didn't make the, you know, enough plays when it counted. You know, for it to come down to that. Okay. You know, I agree. I, I think you there's always the losing quarterback always could have done more. You know, you don't want to make any excuses for quarterbacks, right? But like 
I thought there were plays to be made that weren't his fault. You know, he was carrying them with his legs, put, you know, puts them in position to tie the game. Uh, like to me, it's just something he can't escape from Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. You know, I don't know if, um, when he's going to be able to, because we can talk about this in the off season, but the bills and the dolphins have some messy cap situations. Uh, going to be see some different teams out of both those teams but just I genuinely felt bad for Josh Allen after this one um because I felt like he he played a pretty good game I guess you just gotta tip your hat to Patrick Mahomes something about him man maybe he's just really the new Brady I mean six straight AFC championship games is kind of ridiculous that's that's like almost like Braun, right? Going to lose his seven straight finals. Point. Yeah. So I don't more know. than that, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Um I still don't can't believe Kansas City made it this far, to be honest. I thought this was Buffalo's chance, you know, to you finally get him at home. Yeah. Just couldn't just wasn't meant to be, I guess. Well, that's um, why that's why I picked the Chiefs, because I knew my analysis was, I know what I'm going to get from Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. Like, am I going to get good Josh Allen, bad Josh Allen? I mean, in his defense, he didn't have that, you know, that bad turnover, right? That just kills your game. But, you know, he just didn't have that one extra play. Some of it is not all his fault, I think. But, you know, that digs throw, the deep ball that he dropped, that was a that was a beauty. But the one that I think that really sticks out for me is uh, on the last last drive. I think it was a second down play. Um, kind of reminds me of like you know that shootout game a couple years ago in Arrowhead when he hits Gabe Davis kind of in the middle of the seam, like a seam route down the middle, right? Drills it. But it was kind of the same route, except it was Khalil Shakir running it. And he kind of got like, hit as he threw it so i don't know if he didn't get enough on it but one shakir is open so if he hits that for a touchdown i i think the buffalo bills hang on to win that game but there's also the thing where they show the clip it's like okay you don't have to go for the home run there i mean you got stefan diggs coming on a drag route he's what i mean wide open like that's an easy first down I think you get that. Like you, you really got the Chiefs on, on their heels, and I, I would say you score. So that's the one. It's like, ooh, did he make the right decision? I think he made the right decision. Honestly, he was open, so I have no problem with him throwing it. But like, <clears throat> like that—that's the kind of things. It's you like, just need to play a perfect game when you play yeah. the Chiefs. I think that's really what it's going to come down to. Yeah. And like I said, I, he played well. But- Still, you know, gotta almost gotta be perfect, you know, make every right decision, hit every right pass when you can. Uh, sometimes that's what it takes to beat an all time, all time great. Um, but yeah, so you're right, Matt. Sorry, I got excited. Uh, I skipped over <laughs> the other game, but I mean, let, let's get into the last game. Um, well, it was technically the third game, but the Bucks at the Lions, Matt. Pretty good game, you know, for the most part, I thought. Uh, 
back and forth, you know, um, I, first of all, let me start by saying, you know, Baker Mayfield, I thought Baker had a hell of a year this year, you know, um, to come in, replace Tom Brady, uh, not you don't no one expects yeah, no <laughs> yeah. one expected anything, especially you know myself included. I didn't expect anything out of Baker this year, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I thought the NFC South was going to be messy anyway, but I didn't see the Bucks ending up winning it. But to their credit, you know, they started off slow, but they got kind of hot at the end, um, up and downs the whole year. But you know, after we saw last week, right. Diced up Philly, um, albeit, you know, pretty open receivers and poor tackling. But nonetheless, you know, made the right decisions, got the ball out. And, you know, this game, I thought a little bit more of the same. Uh, I thought he played a pretty good game overall. Uh, You know, the first pick off of Mike Evans' hands, kind of tough to put on Baker there. But, uh, yeah, I just want to give... Baker, you know, his props because came up, you know, one drive short. Um, but overall, I thought he had a good game and, and a pretty good season. So, unfortunately, uh, they had to play Detroit at home, who I think is just a different beast at home. So, you know, the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson had a good game. I I still don't get all those unblocked pass rushers coming for Baker. Um, in this one, not sure what happened there, but uh, yeah, that Lions offense, Matt, I think once they kind of got going, uh, you can see how dynamic that offense uh, really can be. It was it was kind of a back and forth, you know, weird uh, first half, you know, pretty low scoring, but uh, kicked up in the second half. And I don't know, to me, when Detroit gets rolling like that, um, you know, the punt, the, sorry, the, um, the run game and then the play action off of that, like Jerry Goff is actually so good off play action. And mm-hmm. yeah, w- when they get to go under center and just do that to you, like good luck, you know, trying to stop Amon Ra and Sam Laporta in the past game. So I thought, you know, pretty, I mean, it was a good game. I thought Detroit, you know, should have put this one away earlier in in the fourth quarter and i kind of feel like some of the detroit fans you know after they had the punt uh started to feel a little bit of those demons start to creep in right um you know baker still had a two minute warrant you know a whole two minutes to go down the field uh and you just need eight to tie the game one possession but it was finally in the cards for detroit um happy for you know, the city of Detroit, Dan Campbell, uh, Jared Goff, uh, th- just that whole team. Um, I Because th- I think they deserve it and uh, get the chance to play the Niners next week. But, yeah, Matt, I think we, we saw the strengths of Detroit finally come out on offense. Um, I don't know. Anything stand out to you about this one? I think Jameer Gibbs. I think a lot of people have been saying, you know, Wow, the Lions really reached for him at, at 12. Right? Are you really going to take a running back that high if it's not Bijan? Well, I think he kind of showed why they, they took him you know, pretty high because he was uh, pretty darn impressive. Nine, nine carries? He didn't even have double-digit carries, and he had 
what, 74 yards and a touchdown. So the efficiency is there. And I really, I'm a really big fan of the Monty Gibbs combo. I think that's such a sweet, like dynamic to have like Montgomery, you know, not the sexiest, you know, stat line, but he's just going to grind you out like tough yards. And then Gibbs is the home run hitter. Right. I think the age is like their age balance is just so perfect. I think so. I think that's a huge dynamic. And then, we, you know, we'll talk about that with CJ and Harris when they come on for the championship preview. But I just think that that duo is such a factor. And then the fact that they got Sam Laporta back, I don't even know how he's playing at this point because <laughs> he had a pretty bad injury the last game of the regular season. So the fact that he's out there and, and making plays, it, it changes their offense. So I think when they spread that ball around, they're they're tough to stop, but on on Tampa Bay's side, I thought they left you know some opportunities on the table, and you know I don't know about you, like there's been a lot of things going around Tampa Bay when they scored that first or that fourth quarter touchdown, right? They went for two. You know, I I think yeah, why not, right? You're kind of down. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't know if you noticed, like at the end of the game when they're supposedly kneeling it out like golf takes a knee with like 30 seconds left and the the box had a timeout right so they said it was bugged actually like the scoreboard was was not oh really yeah so they were out of timeouts so i was like okay because on the tv i was like wait (laughs) what is that why did he not call timeout okay but that makes sense so nbc can you guys please step up your broadcast because that's very deceiving um for a playoff game that's all i gotta say but what do you think about the two-point conversion? I think you think Todd Bowles made the right call. Yeah, that I mean, I think that's the um the new uh let's see, what is that? Um I was watching Mina Kimes, she had a clip that's so that she all Mina all that's like her thing. Like she always says two score you're down so sorry, fourteen. You're down 14. Uh, that first touchdown, the analytics say to always go for it, I believe. So, I don't know. I thought that um, I like it. I, I I wasn't a big you know believer in it first. But if you really think about it, you're trying to win the game and you're not mm-hmm. trying to go for the tie. Um, right. That it it kind of, you know, makes more sense to me after I heard that one. Um, but yeah, I definitely thought that. Um, I think that's the right call. I think you 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 go with that. Um, I like that decision. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, Matt, because now I because I swear they didn't have a timeout. But now I have to go do. So, I want to do some digging. Um, let's see. I swear that they didn't. <laughs> Maybe have we a saw different things. Yeah. Um. Because even on social media, I, I saw it too. But I don't know, you know, sometimes social media is misleading. Yeah. Well, okay. If they didn't have a timeout, that's ridiculous because you always have to, or I mean, sorry, if they did have a timeout, that's ridiculous because you got to make them play the game out no matter what. But I don't know. I I thought I saw something that said um, 
They kicked. Okay. They, they Let's didn't check have it. One. Because they had, I remember they had the incomplete pass. So Detroit had the ball. They had the incomplete pass on third down before the two minute warning, right? So they punted and then they had one timeout on that last drive. And I don't think they called a timeout. Okay. Well, in that case, I don't think they called a timeout. That's inexcusable. Um, yeah, I, I I'm looking at the the play by play. Timeout, timeout, second timeout by Tampa Bay taken. Two fifty four of the game on second down, and then second and seven, Montgomery gets tackled, and then they run it down to two ten. Third and eleven, Goff throws the incompletion. So the clock stops. So they punt the ball. So you have two minutes left for Baker, one timeout. And then they had two plays on offense, and they didn't call a timeout. Oh. Well, in that case, that's ridiculous. You got to give your team <laughs> a chance to win. Well, I see, that's my bad. I thought they didn't have a timeout, and that was like a, a um, display issue. But, yeah. Yeah, no, you got to play to win. If that's, yeah, if that's, I mean... I thought, because I, I was tripping, I was like, wait, they still have a timeout, and Goff takes the knee with, like, 30 seconds. I was like, first off, what are you doing, Jared Goff? Like, wind the clock down. <laughs> but he takes it with 30 seconds left, and I was like, does anybody, like, not notice this, or am I, like, just tripping right now? <laughs> so, like, honestly, like, you could get fired for, for that, like, basically quitting. Like, you know, 30 seconds left. We've seen Patrick Mahomes score in 13 seconds before. So there's crazy things that happen in the NFL. And what if there's a Hail Mary or, you know, you get a pass interference? You know, there's things that happen, but you're never going to know unless you give yourself a chance. So if that's the case, I think Todd Bowles definitely fumbled the bag on that one. I don't know if he would get fired. I mean, they did win the division four years already in a row. So. But that's a that's a terrible coaching mistake to me. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, but it's what's done is done. I guess we can't. Uh, that's true. Gotta, it's not my team, so not my team. Not hey. gonna stress about that. Yeah. Um, okay, Matt. So should we get into our our discussion with uh, Dienda then? In that case, okay. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll take the chance here, uh, get into our discussion. It, it was a fun one, um, but just just a warning. Uh, there is swearing, so if you're offended <laughs> by that, sorry. Uh, we're you know we're just gonna. It was a free discussion. Viewer discretion is viewer advised. Dis- yeah, viewer discretion is advised. Well, this is the moment that everyone's been waiting for. I mean. I mean, I don't know how long I've been talking about it and we've been talking about it for a while, but we finally have the Fan and Fanatic and Dienda collab. It's been on the table for, I would say, about a year, but we're finally pulling it <laughs> off today. So, CJ, I don't know if you've been on the show once, but welcome back. But Eris, welcome to your Fan and the Fanatic <laughs> debut, man. It's well, good to uh, have you guys. You know, it's very exciting moment for me. Sounds so it show. sounds so exciting right big, there. Big fan of the show. You guys might read my comments on Instagram, but 
Yeah, I mean, I know you. I saw some comments that were flaming uh, Greg's Super Bowl picks, you know, for being kind of basic. <laughs> hey, it, it's, but it's, I like it. It's, 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 it's place, basic. though. It was it was chalky, but hey, it's probably gonna hit. It's, it's probably gonna hit. Yeah, I know. Sadly, I was trying to take yeah. a big reach, you know, believing in my team, but yeah, uh, for the past for the past twenty nine years, I've been wrong, I guess. So anyway, yeah, we'll never talk. bet on the boys. Yeah. Yep, I never do. I never do. But you know what? Since we got the Deanda team on this week, I want to get a little little backstory about how you guys came to form your guys' podcast and your account. So, like, what's what's the meaning of Deanda? Like, I think everybody <laughs> wants to know. That. Well, let me let me let me let me first uh, talk about the first time I ever heard Deanda. Um, it was a Cobra Head game. I think we were buying pizza <laughs> and somebody, I don't know, somebody's, I don't know who was there, but CJ was talking something about where's the pizza coming from or something. And CJ said, or I don't know if he was talking to me. He was like, the end of the street. And, and it was a, it was a joke, but I guess it, we just wrote, rolled with it from there. You know? Yeah. I, I think, I think, he, yeah, it was at, definitely at Cool Head. And I think it was, um, we were talking to somebody and then just like Aris said, I just said the end though. And then I guess Aris didn't hear that word before. And I, yeah, I, I never heard of the end though. Yeah. Yeah. And I, not, I, I didn't make it up. It was from my, my college boys at George Fox, uh... the baseball team. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a word that, you know, never got old, but, um, yeah. for this whole podcast thing, actually, I don't know if Aris remembers, um, we were actually talking when we took a trip to Seattle. We were talking. We went to a bar, and Aris was just talking to me about like how cool it'd be to start a podcast or just talk about bets and stuff. I was like, "Fuck!" I mean, yeah, I'm down. You just gotta you know, let me know like what, what's gonna happen. What's what's the scoop mm-hmm. on this shit? And then we come back from the trip, and then he was serious about it. And then I think we first started with Instagram first. We just had like a page, and then um then we started doing the podcast shit, you know, yeah, um, yeah. on Spotify. We but did- that's just we did one one or two podcasts and then we fucking quit from there because <laughs> cj cj was doing all the editing and i felt yeah. like i wasn't doing shit so i felt bad and then we kind of just gave up on the podcast That's but we did like a little bit of, honestly it is dude i felt i was like damn so we just did like a little bit of clips on instagram and now we just do straight up screenshots so yeah <laughs> Hey, however the information comes out, but okay, that's yeah. that's what I wanted to know at least yeah, the, the backstory. It was CJ, okay. Yeah. It's a George, George Fox, Fox thing, huh? George Fox. Yeah. I thought it was like Brandon or Dylan, but you said it was the baseball team. <laughs> well, they were, they were for like a year or something. Yeah, they played for like a year, but yeah, the whole boys, everyone's like Deanna. I was like, what the fuck is that? And then you know, the whole group chat, and then like Deanna's dick. I was like, oh fuck, that's yeah. a one. And then I just brought it down to Hawaii, I guess, and fuck everybody. I never heard of it. This shit was funny. hilarious. <laughs> And then it just oh, fits in every like every sentence too. So yeah. Like, the end of the, this day, the end of the week. And yeah, the end of the <laughs> week. We got our, that's the goaded origin story right there. Yeah, that is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a that's a good one. But you know what? We'll get to you guys' expertise because it's perfect timing because it's a NFL conference championship week coming up. So we got the AFC and NFC going out. So Chiefs and Ravens for the AFC championship. 
Um, what are your guys' early thoughts on this game? Like, what's going to be the keys for both teams to to come out on top? Why don't you start, Eris? Damn. Well, for the the fan in me, I want fuck. I don't, I don't want any of them to win. I'm not a fan of Mahomes, and the Ravens are too stacked top to bottom. Uh, so it's impossible to contain Lamar. So the only way Chiefs can win, in my opinion, is if they score a lot because their defense is still a top five defense in the league. But the Ravens also have a top five defense. So you just got to be able to keep up with Lamar, I think, at the end of the day. But I think I think Ravens going to blow him out. Blow him out? Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a bold pick yeah. for the, the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs are they're not the same, man. They're not the same. I don't know, CJ. You got anything different? Blood mm. is a big statement, that's why. I think I think it's a I think it's a it's a two score game. Mm. Yeah, I I think, you know, looking at the I guess the way, you know, the Chiefs played against the Bills. The Bills ran over like I think ran what hundred more than hundred fifty yards with Dalvin Cook and another running back. And, and I think Josh Allen, Allen he carried the ball yeah. for for a lot of yards too. So I think the Chiefs' run game is very vulnerable. And what the Ravens do have, like I said, they're stacked top to bottom, and they can definitely run the ball. You know, Lamar and his RPOs, or just you know with Goss Edwards up the middle. It's just I think it's gonna be too much for them. And um, but you know. Mahomes, right? You just can't. I think with that team, he's just a lot of experience, right? Coaching wise, um, yeah, Kelsey, Mahomes, the defense is is good. So, with that being said, you know, I think the line is gonna go up. I, I believe the line's gonna go up, maybe to four half. I believe, or maybe just four. Um, but I think a trap bet. The pub is gonna ride Casey so much mm-hmm. because of the fact that the Bills. They may they beat the fucking Bills at home, but um. I think all the sharps are going to be on the Ravens because they know that they're the better yeah. team. These are two. These are two trap games for public mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, professional betters. Everybody's going to be riding the Chiefs, Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. of course. Everybody's going to be riding the Lions. It's in my opinion, yeah. the Lions is is a is a perfect underdog story. You know, it's literally the Cubs, the Cubs of <laughs> fucking football. So. Okay. So Chiefs, Chiefs, Ravens. You think the well the over under right now? CJ mentioned the spread three and a half. So CJ says probably gonna jump. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I think yeah, it, I think it actually went down. Yeah. Did it go down? Did it? I checked I this think morning. It went down that's to why. Three. Was it? I think it went down. To oh, three. maybe it went down to three. Yeah. I don't know. You might be right. But when I checked this morning, it was yeah. three and a half. And they had over under at forty four and a half. I don't know. To me, that's pretty low. That's pretty that low. low. Yeah, yeah like. that's pretty low. Yeah, but these are two two top five defenses in the league, so you never know. But mm-hmm. but the NFL loves offense, so it could be a high scoring game. Yeah, All right. I think I already know who my uh, my co host is picking because of his Super Bowl pick. Well, I <laughs> I think okay, well, I think the Ravens are gonna win at home, and to me, it's gonna be more of what CJ said, like. Um, I think both teams are going to try to control the ball. I just don't know who's going to cover. Like, that's the thing I've kind of, I've been kind of like back and forth. I actually do think the Ravens cover at home, though, mm-hmm. because, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs want, you know, he Mahomes finally won on the road. But, I mean, there were plays for the Bills, you know, right there, like to be made to win the game. Um, 
just off the top of my head, Diggs, like the his drop on the sixty yard pass. Yeah, which that was tough. you like really I mean, yeah, it's a tough catch, but you really never see that out yeah. of Diggs. But I mean, mm-hmm. even the just the the field goal at the end, I mean, not a you know, crazy long field goal. Um, 44 yards. 44 yards. And you know, more than not, Tyler Bass is one of the better kickers in the league, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know, just like I don't know if it's the Bills curse or whatever, or the mm-hmm. Taylor Swift aura that's like push the ball to their I don't know but to me like I don't I don't think Kansas City really deserved to win that one um I thought you know Sean McDermott you're running a fake punt what at your own 30 um with Demar Hamlet like that's crazy what are we doing you know crazy. um to do it at at that you know side of the field too <laughs> yeah um that's crazy. and they got you know the Bills got bailed out themselves by uh, I mean, Kansas City really should have put him away, but Hardman fumbles out of Fumble. the end zone. So, I don't know. I just thought um, not really on brand for the Chiefs. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to say they got lucky because, you know, they still played a good game, but some pretty questionable decisions, I thought, um, and just costly errors. And I honestly just don't think Harbaugh, um, you know, is going to roll the dice like that or make a decision like that. And if we're talking about kickers, I mean, Justin Tucker, right? Um, yeah, one of the league. best to do it um, of all time. So, yeah, I, I'm actually, now that I think about it, I do like the Ravens. If it's three, mm-hmm. I especially like the Ravens uh, mm-hmm. to cover. So, three yeah, give me the Ravens. Terrible yeah. number, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give, I'll take the Ravens. Um, and probably, if, if it, is it seven against the Niners? That's probably... I think that is the trap bet, though, because like you were saying, definitely like, everyone's it thinking actually, it actually went down the six half. Yeah, but okay. I don't know what is that now? Because but yeah, that's trap central. I dude. still don't think the Lions on the road is a, a very good team. Um, we just have like it, that's been the story all year, right? And I don't know what's going to change, you know, in the championship game. But the other thing I was thinking of too is like you know Shanahan, he's gone against Jared Goff you know, a lot of his career. So he kind of knows the exact play style um, that they're going to come out and play. You know, they're going to try to run the ball and then play action off of that. So to me, um, I like Traverius Ward. I think he's going to, you know, stick with Amon Ra. That's going to be a good battle. I'm sure Amon Ra will win a couple, you know, battles there. But uh, the key to me is like, it's Fred Warner. If he's going to be in coverage on the Porta, I think that's a good matchup for them. So mm-hmm. Actually, I would take San Francisco at home. I think it's not going to be that close um, in that one either. I think two-score game, like 10-plus, honestly. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got. Oh, so he, so CJ, are you riding with the with the Niners or the Lions in this one? And I got I to go with, yeah, with Greg's, with Greg's um, take. I mean, Lions on the road, you know, night and day. Jared Goff in a dome night and day, you know, <laughs> so whether everything, um, you know, lines are riding high, it's going to come down some point. Um, and I think, you know, just what everybody's saying, you know, the public is looking at the Niners, all oh, they, you know, they should have lost to the Packers, whatnot, but the Lions' defense is absolutely terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Brock Purdy, even with Debo Samuel out, 
I think now they have a week to prepare without him. You know, I think they just got hit with a you know a different bullet because Samuel got hurt. Whatever they couldn't really you know put that in their scheme. But I think now yeah. since he might not play, I'm sure Shanna, um Shanahan is gonna be able to uh, prepare for this game without Samuel. And they did it before. You know, he was hurt mm-hmm. earlier in the season. They did it before. Um, and I think the the other Niners they come out in fashion. I think fuck 31, 31, 21 by ten. Yeah, it'll be high scoring. I think the Lions will find success, but by ten, yeah. Yeah, well, wow, you guys are all going San Fran. So I think San Fran's gonna win, but I feel like Detroit is gonna cover. And the only reason why I say it is I think they're they're playing well at the right time, and you know, in the playoffs, I think the hot team. You know, it always carries. And you can go back to the Packers against our boys; they're coming in hot. And a defense, <laughs> the Packers defense, like Jesus. two weeks ago, they made Bryce Young look like Patrick Mahomes, right? Right. All of a sudden, they, they played Dallas, the number one team offensively, and they shut them down for the first half, really. So, yeah. you know, I, I take that into consideration, but I like the hot team playing, you know, with the way that San Fran played. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, that's a little questionable. I know Debo is nicked up. I think that's a huge factor, really. If he's out, maybe the Lions can squeak one out. But I, mm-hmm. I, I still see them covering. Mm-hmm. I think, I think their ground game is the key. I know San Fran has a great front, mm-hmm. but they got a two two headed monster. And Aaron Jones already, you know, was gashing them. So imagine mm-hmm. what a quicker back. Yeah, that's that's how San Fran. Do. That's why I was so close. The the run game, they can't stop. They couldn't stop. Aaron yeah, Jones, you know? like I feel like teams are gonna do what the Lions do in terms of how to build a backfield. You have a guy like Montgomery grinds it. Out. He mm-hmm. might not get you know big plays, but he's gonna get the tough yards, four or five yards a pop. And then it's, Jameer Gibbs comes in and he hits the home run. You know, one you know or two crazy? big plays. The, that's the that's Cowboys the had that last year. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they were did. Washed, washed, they did. Washed. Something they did. like that. Something like that. They had a healthy Tony Pollard and a you know older Zeke. You know, so yeah, little, yeah. little little different, little different. Yeah. It's, it's but yeah, I, I I love that. I love the. But, I don't like golf as a quarterback, but I love the Lions' offense. Yeah, and, and the team in general. As a fan, I want them to. I want them to win. For the story, I mean, too. But if I was to bet on this game, I. They'd probably put it on the side. All right. All right. Well, why don't we go in the theme of Dienda on this episode? Give us your guys' best bets for each game. One best bet for each game. Let's start with the AFC. Ravens, Chiefs, best bet for just going straight up. Let's let's take Ravens and we lead a point with minus three half, minus three, whatever. But if if we're being real here, and if I don't know what it would if I'm feeling some type of way on a Sunday, I'm gonna do it. I might tease the same game. So you know a teaser mm-hmm. party, right? You absolutely That's a veteran, um, veteran move right here. <laughs> <laughs> so my ass on over on I hate over on But anyway, if I were to do it, I'd probably go a tease um Baltimore up to probably what two half. I think two half, and then I would tease the right? under down to our the over a teaser to 44 40, 38. 38 over 38 yeah we'll probably do that i think that's i think that looks good that looks um nice i'll go with that one 
Yeah. All right. What about the NFC? You guys got one for the NFC? Harris, you can do the. Harris, this is your time to shine. So, so we got the 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 San Fran at home, given what six and a half, seven points. I think yeah. I think if it's six and a half, I'm one hundred percent two uniting San Fran minus six half. But uh, seven, I might I might have to I might have to put it on lines. So it all depends on the number for me, you know. The veteran I am, seven, I'm seven. I'm, I'm hitting towards the, the retired, the, the retired gambler coming out. And then six half, six half. I'd probably launch that on San Fran. But uh, lock, lock of the century, San Fran minus six half. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Yeah, the two favorites coming out, but yeah. all right. That's a good championship preview. So let's shift to at least three of our favorite teams, the Dallas Cowboys. And I know uh, Greg had some questions that he wanted to ask you guys because he's like, Greg, who are you a fan of? Who's your team? Well, I'm my I'm, I'm a newly converted Dolphins fan, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, dude, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, it's I'm you starting to regret it. I'm, I'm starting to regret it. <laughs> Because, well, <laughs> like, I mean, I was never, like, I never really had, like, a team. That's why it's, like, because I, I was, like, a Peyton Manning fan, right, growing up. Mm. So I was, like, all Colts all the time. And then he, like, left. And it's, like, sh- like do I cheer for the Colts? Or, am I, like, I only liked them because Peyton was on the team, you know what I mean? So I became, like, yeah. a player, like, fan, yeah. I guess. And then, like, the Broncos. And then he retired. I was stuck. I was, like, all right, I don't really have a team. Um, but around that time, like Marcus came into the league, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just cheer for the Hawaii boys, you know. So Tennessee, uh, yeah. And then That's since Marcus not playing, it's like I guess I'll cheer for Tua, I guess. Oh, but God. but it's like kind of. Um, so I found out my dad is a Miami fan, so I guess I was like, all right, I guess I'll just stick to the but now you're stuck the bloodline. Huh? Now I feel like I'm stuck, but I it's terrible <laughs> because you ride it out. Or I, I think, mean, I think there's a a year if you're a fan for less than a year, I think you still have time to switch teams. That so that's the thing, can, but can't be a top team though. It can't be a top team. Yeah. So I mean, I'll figure out. Maybe I'll just have to go through the the struggle because it was it was tough. Like actually cheering for a team really hard, and then yeah. they they just imploded. Like, dude, I, I'm starting to see the similarities. It it felt like the AFC Cowboys. You know what I mean? Um, no, it, not like close. just like the promise, but um. And then they just imploded at the end, but uh, I don't know. So I guess I'm a right now. I was, I'm claiming the Dolphins, but I know you guys are three some three diehard Cowboys fans. I don't know if you guys are as diehard as Matt, but because that guy's not pretty hardcore. He's yeah. Pretty hardcore. So, um, but I mean, I you know Matt got to vent out his frustration last week, um, so I wanted to give just you guys a chance. So I mean, Eris, we can start with you, but just. Overall, on the season, you know, with how it looked, you know, so promising regular season. And honestly, like, I was one of those, like, you know, the past several years, Cowboys, it's like, yeah, they're always kind of good, but I felt you could feel like they weren't going to be there at the end. But this year, like, genuinely, this year, I would say, as long as I've been following football, like, even when, like, Romo was a quarterback and stuff like that, like, this year, to me, felt like the year it's like, 
Now Dallas actually has a team that can take mm-hmm. it all. And then, you know, they just implode at home against the Packers. So I just want to get your guys' take on, I guess, the season overall. Mm. Dang. Overall, this is a such an up-and-down season. Like, uh, it, it was so frustrating, but at times, you know, we felt like we were a top team, but then we lose to the Cardinals. Or we get fucking wrecked by the Bills, and the it, that's just how it's been as a Cowboys fan for fucking however long. So it just felt like it's the same shit, different year. Personally, yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah. All right. What about you, CJ? Same thing. Honestly, yeah, yeah. You know, I think everybody, media, you know, public betters, they're all looking at. You know, Dak at oh shit, is he the real deal this year? You know, he put a big numbers, MVP talk. You know, that that's what I think that the Cowboys season just it revolves around one man always, Dak Prescott, the quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. it's all the it's all the time. You know, we have the weapons on offense, we got a good defense. You know, but it all comes down to Dak Prescott. So, what what I what I think about with the season, you know, it, it's. It's it's just a false hope, you know. And this one, I guess, it, it's no other. It's it's not like a. It's no. It's not like um. Fuck, what's that word? It's the same shit, basically. Yeah, every yeah. year, same shit. Right. <laughs> um. We got some, like I said, good games, right? At home, undefeated at home. Um, but then I, I right where we want them. We got them right where we want them, bro. You know, home like, field. We're playing I mean. the fucking seventh seed. <laughs> Boom. But. Crazy, but yeah, the Packers. I mean, they just gave it to us, and you know, it's just a heartbreaking season. You know, a lot of Dallas fans on Instagram, right, livid at the coaching staff. But I mean, it's not. It's the same stuff. Yeah, same stuff. Yeah, and I guess your coaching staff is going to be returning. Um, mm. So yeah, Matt was super pissed that McCarthy is coming back. I've heard a couple different takes. You know, like. Um, you can't put it on him or, you know, whatever. It's it's more on Dak. It's not on McCarthy. So, I don't know. What, I guess, your guys' take on the McCarthy thing. Are you guys McCarthy fans or you wish you went shopping for... And, I mean, it's, there's some names out there this, this offseason, yeah, too. That's the other dogs. thing, right? Vrabel, uh, Harbaugh is out there. I mean, Belichick was kind of floating out there as well, but... um. Just surprised, I guess, that this early, you know, Jerry committed to McCarthy, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, at first, I was like, fuck McCarthy. He doesn't know what he's doing. But, you know, three, it, the three years he was here, we were t- we had a 12 win team. Can't help that. You know, uh, we were the number one offense two out of three years, you know. Uh, yeah, at times, yeah, this season, and there was some of the time management shit that went on. Um, but his offensive play calling has been pretty good. This, it's the, only, the thing with this past game was the defensive adjustments that Dan Quinn, that's what really killed me. We did, we ran that same weak ass fucking zone from fucking 40 yards out. <laughs> Come on, man. Preach. Come Preach. On. Come on, man. Get DQ out of here, dude. 
Fuck him. <laughs> like McCarthy, like yeah, McCarthy, he was all right. He's gonna take the blame. He's the head coach, of course, but he did all he could. It's 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 on Jerry. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. McCarthy is always going to be the scapegoat, and Dan Quinn yeah. has always been like the you can't you can't bash him yeah. like it's Dan Quinn yeah. like no matter whether he does good or bad like he yeah. you just can't mention his name in any negative comments. But I think this year, I think we're starting to see like yeah he's kind it's of faltering just, a little bit. It's just what was he doing that whole game? I just don't understand. You know, was fucking hit head coach interviews for fucking Seahawks or something. Like, zero adjust adjustment, man. Like, that game, people will put it on Dak. But our defense is supposed to be able to keep us in there long enough for our quarterback to turn back, turn it back around, you know? But from the get-go, we, we were down. I knew we were going to lose. I knew we were going <laughs> to lose the first drive. <laughs> what, about you, first drive. what about you, CJ? So are you, are you a McCarthy fan or not really? To be honest, oh. Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of good names out there. But uh, I guess, you know, kind of what Aris was saying, you know, it's oh, – sorry, my bad. Uh, what Aris was saying, I think, you know, looking at the past three years he's been here, successful seasons, you know. But I can also see the same, you know, this, there's a different way to, way to see it. You know, you go to the playoffs every time. You lose to the Niners twice and you lose to Green Bay. You know, there's the same results we're, we're looking at here. Ultimately, right, it comes down to coaching. I think I think everybody in the league is badass. They're in the league for a reason. They're good. But it's coaching where that takes it to a different level. Um so if we're, we're keep if we're gonna keep McCarthy and we're gonna keep having a nice regular season, regular season champs, we take the division twice out of the three. I mean, yeah, hooray, but if you know we come to the playoffs and we lose, it's just it's for nothing, right? So I can see, you know, how Matt is all flustered and whatnot. And I do agree, you know, with McCarthy. Just I don't know, maybe he had a great, he had a soft spot for the fucking cheese heads. Um, that's why he just <laughs> uh, light against Green Bay. But right, I mean, we all thought he was going to get fired after the game. But I guess Jerry had bigger plans. He looked at the big, you know, the big picture, and I guess he likes McCarthy. So as a fan, you know, we're gonna have to ride with that. And I think, you know, me, Matt, and Aris, we all agree with, you know, the 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 big quarterback, you know, our Dak Prescott, right? Is, is he the one that's gonna take us to the Super Bowl? Hell no. It's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna <laughs> okay, happen. that was perfect because I was gonna, gonna transition. Gonna gonna what are we doing about Dak? All right. So Dak, you CJ, you're saying Dak is not the guy. Hell no. <laughs> There is no shot. He hit his, yeah. He he's good in regular season. Whatever he feels good at home, but in the key games, key situations, it's like he chokes. It's kind of like Romo a little bit, you know. It's just they they have a like little choke factor. They don't have that. It there's not. He's not him, you know. Everybody says is he him, but I think you know it all comes down to him. And you know, look at all the other teams, right? Look at Brock Purdy for example. I bet you Dak is more talented than him, but. Purdy, he makes the simple plays, you know, and granted he has a, a good ass offense, right? McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayu, Kittle, but he just makes the play. He just makes the simple plays, you know, he doesn't do anything dumb. He just makes the plays. And with Dak, I think, you know, ever since that injury with his ankle, mm -hmm. he, you know, in college, he was a runner, you know, he yeah. was a runner in college. When he first came in the league, he was a runner. He, he was a runner. runner. Right, so right now, he's just a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. and he's so slow out the pocket. Mm -hmm. Ridiculously slow. So, I think you know this in this league, you know, 
be able to use your legs, you know, for a quarterback. And if you can't use your legs and if you're not good like a Brady, yeah, you're gone. So be it. I don't think it's not happening. That's my take on that. <laughs> Iris, are you on board with that? Um, I got faith in Dak, but but he's right. Like, dude, he hasn't been producing in these key games that we we got to be winning or we got to be in there. But yeah, I agree. Like, you can't, we can't, you can't win a Super Bowl without either being like a Tom Brady elite quarterback. But you got to be a, a dual threat, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar in this league now. Unless you have a good offensive scheme like Shanahan, you know. So, I yeah, I got faith in Dak. But I think it's on the coaching. I think it's on the coaching. Okay. That's uh, a very interesting. I know Matt is out on both those guys. So <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Well, you're gonna here, be pissed. You're gonna be pissed when no, we extend them well, for fucking four more years. Then, well, here's my thinking. Like, okay, I I said I don't want McCarthy, and I wanted like a young offensive OC, you know, Ben Johnson, um, Bobby Slovic kind of guy. Or if we went defensively, I would have. I said I wouldn't mind Vrabel. Vrabel mm-hmm. would be a good that fit culture, dude. We need physical. We need to be a physical team, and we, we don't have that. We Let don't me have say that. one thing. Maybe let's not start a fucking safety at linebacker. How about that? Marquise Bell is a fucking safety, not a linebacker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, honestly, they had no He's linebackers. Good. He was good. But that yeah. comes to Jerry. Like, bro, you lose Van Der Esch, Like, go get someone. Like, yeah, you can't just have Damone Clark as your... Or move Micah Parsons to linebacker. He played off ball. At Penn State, yeah, I don't he think did. he's he four. Did. He, he started there. He started yeah. there too. His his rookie year too. So it's like mm-hmm. that goes back to your point about no adjustments, right? They're going to play the same defense regardless of we, the. the when are we going to be able to stop or run? Exactly, know? exactly. But like with McCarthy, like he's here, okay, but he's on a one year deal. So it's I feel like it's kind of like a prove it you're at this point yeah like, this is he's not yeah this is he's not getting yeah. an extension so they have to go far for him mm-hmm. to get re-signed so i'm saying in my head they should do that for dak because dak has one year left yeah the cap hit is mm-hmm. pretty significant but mm-hmm. you can lower your cap if you sign cd to an extension i mean you're gonna keep him i would michael parsons mm-hmm. you sign him now right so the cap isn't as bad or you don't have to pay him as much so you know you're gonna keep those two guys but you make dak play on a one year deal basically and say if you want to be the guy here's your chance and you got your coach what is your criteria though like is it one playoff win is it no he has super bowl is it winning the super bowl what what is no he just has to take us to a place we haven't been in 29 years that's the conference championship at least (laughs) we haven't even i'm not even gonna go super bowl just take us to a place we haven't seen (laughs) as cowboys fans yeah. And it's and him and McCarthy both on one year deals. If they stink it up, see ya. <laughs> you know, and then you. Is that what you? What do you? So what do you think is gonna happen? What I think is gonna happen is Dak's gonna get an extension in about like a month. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think, so I think that's gonna happen. I think that I think yeah. so too. Bro, but, Jerry Jones loves Dak and his leadership. He is his community. He's a great you know, guy. It's all about money he's too, right? Yeah, but think Jerry, about like, he's it's a just... great businessman. Like, just be exactly. the owner, dude. Go hire a, a GM. Hire Will McClay. Like, 
internally you know what he's gonna do like let him run the show <laughs> like he's the guy that's scouting the micah parsons the trayvon Diggs. he's got the the ron bland guys like let let him do it <laughs> i don't want jerry being the gm because he was gonna draft johnny manziel over zach martin i'll never forgive him <laughs> for that if he did that so i don't want any of that so i think jerry's is really the core of the problem yeah but yeah hey if McCarthy's coming back for one year, do the same thing for Dak Prescott. Make them both earn I don't it. even know if... Do we have enough cap space? Because I know if we don't extend him, we're like down 60 mil. I don't even know what our cap is. I, I mean, we're definitely under, but I think if you extend CD, that's going to relieve a good amount. And then it depends like who you re-sign. Like, okay, I think Tony Pollard should be let go at this point yes i'm fucking 100 percent, dude like maybe we I, get dude derrick henry derrick henry yeah, exactly <laughs> as if we get a fucking fast motherfucker and, and then we henry. draft like a like coram or get, Trey deuce, Benson and- get deuce vaughn out of this fucking team first of all <laughs> fucker got was- drafted for his dad Come on. <laughs> hey it was, it was a good story i like he's a great kid but yeah, i don't know if yeah. you can have him as a as a starting no, running yeah. back at this point yeah <laughs> I don't. We need to get rid of uh, Stephon Gilmore. His oh, he's ass. a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. I think old. Tyron Smith is actually a free agent too. I See, hope we get rid of him. He co- yeah. I would take him if he comes back on a cheap deal because he's yeah. he's really good if he plays. Or it's give just him on like an incentive, on like an incentive yeah. deal. Yeah, you know? exactly. But he only plays like six games. Like, come on, buddy. <laughs> exactly. But he actually did good this yeah. year. Like health wise, yeah, and performance. I think, I think our 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 pass rush and our O line's not too bad. Yeah, well, we just need a draft or we just need go a, sign a freaking middle linebacker. linebacker. Yeah. yeah, someone to fucking Patrick Queen. Like I don't know, it's somebody like yeah. that. Because Van Der Esch, I don't know if he's gonna be bad. I don't know. I don't think so. I think his career is over. Yeah, like yeah, physically, so he's just done. That was a tough blow. That was like an under radar tough blow for the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, that honestly was. I think we really saw the impact that, that he mm-hmm. made, even though he didn't play that often. But yeah, yeah, Dak, man, you know, if McCarthy's on a one year deal, I say you just keep him on a one year deal. I'd be deal. interested. But then what are you going to do after that, though? Well, you're going to draft does, one? We're going to draft a quarterback? You're just going to go tank then? Yeah. Like, then, obviously, the- obviously, it didn't work. Like, so what it's are your plans if we if we if we flop next year? What are we doing the year after that? What, what is our QB? Trey Lance? Yeah. <laughs> Cooper hey, Rush? Maybe. Dude, that dude <laughs> to be honest, I, I think snaps. I feel like they're gonna release Cooper Rush. Because they and have they Trey Lance. They just traded for Trey Lance. For Cap. Yeah, shot, the cap. I feel like it's the end of the Cooper Rush era, which makes me sad because he's my goat in my heart. But <laughs> so yeah, like Andy Dalton or something. They got a Oh hell no! I'm I don't want Andy Dalton. Give me a like, fucking if... gunslinger behind there, dude. <laughs> I, no, if it's not if they stink it up next year, I'd say sell the team. Get well, yeah, basically, you get a new coach and a new quarterback. Yeah, Shadur, Shadur, we get Dion, we get Dion and Shadur. I've actually seen something. Like that, yeah. <laughs> that'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Oh my god, that would be that'd insane. Be That's gonna be two hundred point <laughs> That would be the dream, right? Like, if we stink it up and that happens, okay, I'll, I'll sacrifice next year. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine being Dallas being super shitty. Yeah, like imagine it being like a Carolina level. That'd be depressing, dude. 
<laughs> well, if they do that, then a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. But that, I mean, they're still. I feel like if they stay healthy, they'll make they'll the be, playoffs. They'll be like at a least. Tackle. They'll be a at least. Or depends on it depends on Philly too, but I think they're still good I enough. Think to Philly make is going to have a, a shit couple of years. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so too. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a tough year for you guys. So <laughs> glad you guys got to vent a little bit that <laughs> that stuff out. Um. All right. Well, I guess we want to end on a little bit of a. Just some prop bets. Um, see if what's worth taking or your guys' recommendations, I guess. So I'll run through some of the popular ones uh, I got in here. I'm just gonna take the best odds um across the sports books. So this is crazy. Uh McCaffrey anytime touchdown, his best odds that I'm seeing is minus, minus three hundred. I'm seeing minus like three hundred yeah. for any like anytime touchdown. That is I've seen it up to 400, bro. I think that's insane. Last it's, game, they went up to like around like 400 or 450, 500. That's just ridiculous. Are, are you guys big on the, the anytime touchdown props? No, or no, no. Too I risky? hate props. I hate props in the NFL. It's too like hit or miss. Yeah, that's the only props I, I, I bet is NBA. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Even like what I'm seeing, um, his two plus touchdowns, you're only getting plus one ninety. So like that, that to me is like insanity. I don't know. I know he's good, and I know they try to like you know have him score, but that's just too big a risk for me. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Mahomes. Let's see. What am I seeing? His over under. So we have him at over under. 243 and a half passing yards. Um, mm. I don't know. That's a tough one because I I think he's probably going to have to use his legs a little bit more. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that Ravens pass rush is, is pretty good. I think they led the league in sacks. So, mm-hmm. um, you had some good DBs too. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, Josh Allen kind of was running all over. Probably going to have to see the same from him. But 243 on the road in Baltimore – um, Does it seem high to you? That seems that seems yeah. low to me. It seems low, low but it, I it, <laughs> like the type of game I think they're gonna have to play is like you think they're uh, gonna grind it out, like Pacheco, you know, take the check downs. I don't think Harbaugh's gonna want to give up anything like vertical down the field. So, like you blitz Patrick Mahomes, like the Miami game for example, right? They every time they blitzed him, he killed him, like absolutely killed him. Um, you know, no, none of the corners could stay with the route combos that Kansas City was throwing out there. So that's the thing. Like, I think if you try to blitz him, you get aggressive like that. That's when he kind of struggles. Like, you got to force him to take, like, the five-yard check down, the out route and yeah. stuff like that. So that's why I'm leaning the under. That's that just me. I know it seems low 243, but I think that's almost like almost a trap one, too, because it's like, oh, Mahomes so 243? Yeah. No way. But I don't know. I think it's going to be like 220, something like yeah. that. 240 is pretty low. But uh, yeah, it all depends on the game script you think is going to happen. I kind of think it, I kind of lean towards like the grinded out run, <clears throat> running on both teams. I think Harbaugh's and Andy Reid's smart enough to grind this game out. They don't want to be in a fucking shootout. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, next one. 
see. You want to do a Lamar one? Let's go. I want to see his rushing yard total. Okay, so I'm seeing over, under, around, let's call it 61 and a half. That, that seems high. 61 and a half? Yeah, it does. I don't know about that one. I might. Under. Give me the under. I think I'd take the under. I don't think Steve Spagnuolo is going to let him just run like well, you, that, right? You got to think. Kansas City has a good pass rush, too. Chris Jones. So, probably be scrambling a lot. Um. Yeah, sixty-one. Wow. And he does. He does run a lot of RPOs too. So, that's the end zone. If he's in the end zone, if he's, I think if Lamar is fifteen yards within the end zone, they probably do an option. Mm-hmm. Um, or Q, even a fucking design QB draw. Um, but like you said, it, it all depends on the game, you know, itself, right? If if they're in that red zone offense, you know, Lamar could just torch. Or if if they're in, you know. If they're close to the goal line, it's going to run it. So that's why I stay away from props because, you know, not anything can happen. But, yeah, 60 is a bit – um, it's a low, <coughs> high. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. We want to get an Odell one in there. He's – Matt, you put him <laughs> 65. Bro, his over-under is like 20. It's like 22. <laughs> 22 and a half. No, he's just good for the pregame freaking um, hype. That's dances, it. Yeah. Oh, like, the Ray Lewis. No faith in Odell. Slide. It's all Zay, that, it's Zay Flowers it's show, Zay man. Zay Flowers. Yeah, that guy. Or is it end of the season? It was kind of, Odell was kind of getting his. his, his At the beginning, yeah, he wasn't doing anything, but yeah. hey, when Mark Andrews got middle went down. End, middle end, he kind of got a lot of touches. But yeah, no shot. He probably gets <laughs> no under shot. like two. <laughs> Under two receptions, guaranteed. Two and under, guaranteed. I like the Chiefs' corners. That's why, actually. I, I think they're pretty good. So, I don't know. So that would I, probably lean into a, a Lamar uh, over rushing yards. Receivers yeah. probably be covered. Okay, let's see what else we have. Um, yeah, I don't see any lines for the over under the picks, but let's just say our own, since Matt wants to have... Brock Purdy anytime interception. Are you ta- are you taking that? I don't even think he has an interception in his career in the playoffs. Does he? Uh he played a clean game last week, so and he only played what two last year because he was out in the so I don't think he I has think that's pretty safe. Yeah, I would yeah. say that's pretty safe. Um I'd probably lean No. Yeah. I, I think they're just gonna tell him like, don't, um, yeah, don't, don't lose don't the game, lose the game, don't like, don't make any stupid McCaffrey. plays. Yeah, <laughs> take the checkdowns. If Ayuk's not open, give it to McCaffrey. Yeah, I I would agree there. Um, and then we have Amon Raw. Let's see, seven and a half. Uh, seems pretty s- standard across the board. Seven and a half receptions. Um, ooh, that's a like perfect it's line actually high. for him. Feels pretty high. I don't know. Is he the over? 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 He's got to be the guy. Like if they're gonna pass, Jared Goff gonna have to throw. Like he can't just I mean, Jameer, Jameer, and Laporta. I think Traverse Ward is gonna be stuck on him all day though. That's the thing. Like at seven, I don't. Nah, well, I think he gets eight. Soft, you think he gets dude. eight then? Traverse War is soft. <laughs> soft. 
Fred Warner, like Fred Warner and Laporta. So that's well. a that's a tough matchup for the linebackers and and Laporta. But Amon Ra in that secondary. Mm. All right. So no, you think you think he gets? Eight? I would take the over. I would take the over. To me. Okay. I would personally. I would take the under. But I think it's gonna be like seven or eight. It's gonna be <laughs> one of those two because I've. That's the thing that pissed me off the most. It's like, how does but props? They're yeah. like the props and just like the over unders. Like the algorithm Vegas uses is so ridiculous Crazy. to me. Like Crazy. it's so spot on. I just don't understand how they how they do it every single time. Um, and then I guess our last one Matt wants to end on. Not anything you can bet on. I hope, but uh, the Taylor Swift appearances. So are we getting over under seven and a half Taylor Swift? Like cutaways during the game, mm. seven and dude, I think I think Jason's taking all the shine, dude. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he is he is yeah. taking a little bit. So he got a lot of it last week or this past week. Yeah, but Jason would be go, sitting with Taylor too, right? Yeah, true, true. It's a good combo. Are we, Matt? Are we talking? Over. Are we talking before the game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it has to be once the game, game starts, right? From game yeah. start to game end. Seven and a half. Seven, well, that's tough because that's like two a quarter. That doesn't seem like a lot. With I feel like they show her like. Nah, definitely under for sure. You think it's sure. under? Depends, depends how yeah. much action Travis Kelsey gets. Yeah, see, like yeah. Oh, that's true. What is Travis what is his receptions prop? His reception. Okay, gonna, they're one. gonna show her. So yeah, his reception. He's at five and a half. Maybe so. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> under. Definitely under seven and a half. Oh, if he gets a touchdown. If he gets a touchdown, that's like two already. That's that's two. That's one on the catch and then one after the catch. Yeah. Mm, That's a good line. That's a perfect line. (laughs) You know, last week or this past weekend, it was Haley Steinfeld versus Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Was she there? Steinfeld? No, I don't know. I know. I I just know she's dating. She's dating Josh Allen. Yeah, but was she there? Oh, I don't know. Probably not. I doubt it. Not as public as uh, Swift. I think I think the NFL knows though. You know, here's my theory. They know they only have what two two more games max. So they gotta max like Mm -hmm. max it out. Especially if Kelsey I like I heard rumors retire. So after the Uh year. So he's coming back. You think he's coming coming back? back. Oh he said he's coming back. Well still like Hey, they might not even be dating next year. So you know, if I'm the NFL, Dang, you gotta, you gotta milk out the, you gotta milk not. out the. <laughs> no, I hope they are. No, I hope they, oh. I hope they stay together. Yeah, oh. that's a, that's a power couple, dude. That is a power couple, though. Like yeah. truly, brought like a whole different mm-hmm. demographic into the NFL, Crazy. which is like kind of TikTok insane. Literally skyrocketed, fucking Kelsey sales. Bro. Yeah, him and like their podcast. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're definitely a power couple there, but okay. I think we're gonna see a lot. I think we're gonna see a lot of Taylor Swift uh so. in the weekend. So all right. Uh Matt, what did you did you want to get to anything else, Matt? No, I think that's that's good on our time too. I mean, we gotta wrap up our show too. And I know yeah. these boys gotta go to bed for work. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wanna keep them stuck with us. <laughs> all right well yeah sounds good well thanks guys for uh joining this was fun yeah expect to be back for another (laughs) thank you boys 
for having us. It's a pleasure. That, that 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 contract. Oh yeah, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll bring we'll have a Cowboys discussion after that happens. So uh, we'll, we'll be on here. Me and Aris will be on here when the Cowboys win. So, uh, 25 Super Bowl, 25. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 2025 Super Bowl champs will be on here again. Trey uh, Lance, save it, you know, save that. So, <laughs> all right, sounds yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, thanks, sounds boys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Okay, so that was a fun recording there, Matt. Um, Jeez. Getting... <laughs> uh, yeah, also gonna save your discretion. Uh, should have said it earlier, but yeah, the gambling part. Uh, I want to say we're in Hawaii, so. This that was all just for fun. Um <laughs> had to throw that yeah. out there. But uh let's wrap it. Uh you know, getting a little bit late here. Let's get to some UH basketball, Matt. Um two games. How did it go? How are we feeling? Season is doesn't sound as confident as the previous ones, but uh why don't you give us our breakdown here? Yeah, well, let's just say, yeah, definitely not the the best season we've had and probably one of the worst that we've had in a while to this point. Um, you know, UH went on the road this past week at Long Beach, at San Diego. Kind of as expected, they dropped both of them. So they just keep free-falling in the standings. But, you know, that that first game against Long Beach was a really disappointment because um the defense was atrocious i mean i think long beach shot 75 percent in the first half like do you know how insane that is 75 percent like you're not gonna i don't care how good your offense is you're not gonna win a game if you guard like that and you allow your opposing team uh, your opposing team to shoot 75 percent in a half that is ridiculously bad all-time bad i have no defense for that but offensively like it was really that first half that just put them in a hole and then you're just playing catch up i mean the deficit was so big to me the momentum but the offense was bad too and i mean i have a stat 22 out of their 31 shots were from three and you know they were six of what 22 from three like what the hell are you guys doing jacking up threes and you guys aren't making them like i always say okay three balls not falling what's the easiest way to get easy buckets and catch up when you're down is to get to the free throw line which means you need to be aggressive and score in the paint but you're not going to do that if you keep shooting threes and more so you're missing it so you're going scoreless on your end, and then you're allowing your opposing team to make three out of the four shots they take. So, yeah, you're probably going to lose that game if you start that bad. Just just a terrible, terrible performance all around. And then you go to San Diego. You know, credit to Gannat. You know, I don't know if you saw the starting lineup change, but Javon McClanahan comes off the bench for Juan Munoz. And Juan Munoz actually has... A pretty good game. He had 21 points, um, efficient from the field, 7 of 12, 5 of 8 from 3, made his free throws. Um, you know, that's kind of what we thought it was going to be last season prior to Munoz getting hurt. Um, but, you know, that's probably the only thing that Gannat did good, honestly. Um, 
just trying to change it up at that point. And, you know, I hate to rip on Javon because, you know, it's really nothing against him. I just want UH to be better. But I truly think that Javon is not a guy that's like, you're going to run your offense through. Like, it's not, it's not him. That's just not who he is. And when he was really good with UH, I thought it was two years ago when he was kind of that six man of the year kind of guy, like comes off the bench, plays high value, you know, high leverage minutes, but he's not like the focal point. And I thought he played better in that role in this game. You know, he still played 33 minutes. I think he led the team in minutes played. So it's not like he's losing playing time, but I just think that's a better fit for him. But then, you know, late in the game, Mr. I need to be the hero, like totally, I don't know. We were watching at Sakai's house too. Totally bricks a layup. Like when you're down four, like rushes the shot, bricks it, doesn't even hit the rim, and then the game's over. Like 30 seconds left in the game, you're down four. Like you don't need a score in two seconds, right? You got you got some time to to get a quality shot. I mean, you got to move quick, but definitely do not need to force anything at that time. Um, and then the defense late game was was bad. Justin McCoy was really struggling. Um, defending the paint. Um, he was getting beat off the dribble inside. So, you know, it, it's just it's just frustrating. And, you know, Noel Coleman, the guy who I've been saying has to be the guy, you know, it's frustrating because he's kind of come to a trend now, really, for the past three seasons. He starts off fast and hot in the non-conference, and then he just hits, like, this cold spell when conference play starts and that's the opposite. Like you want the, the rust to come out first, if anything, and then you hit your stride in conference play. So yeah, I mean, he has been a pretty big disappointment. Um, I don't know what the, the Ganats rotations are right now. I mean, they're just literally playing everybody trying out new things, but you know, college basketball is a little different. You know, it's not like the NBA where it's like, Oh, you know, it's an 82 game season. You got to, you know, kind of tinker your lineups, you know, through really the first quarter, maybe you can say halfway point, you know, to the all-star break is really when you're trying to hit your stride, but it's not like, Oh, this game is a must win in the NBA. College basketball is a little different, especially for a mid-major team, because if you're trying to get to where you want to get to, which is obviously you win your conference and you get to play in the NCAA tournament, you have to hit your stride starting conference play and what that means is you have to know your rotation and what your system is like who who's going to be the guy that's taking the late game shots like who's going to be the guy that you know goes to the free throw line and ices the game right who's going to be the guys in the game you know when they're trying to foul you know all these things that needs to be figured out by the start of conference play you cannot be doing this seven, eight games into your conference play. That's a total disaster. Like I thought Gannat, the rotation was pretty tight the first, you know, seven, eight games of the season. Like, But now we're just seeing so many random rotations. It's just like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> like you guys had one starting lineup through non-conference, but now it's like, Okay, like okay, Javon loses his spot. It's like oh, Ryan Rapp's now starting over Matthew Cotton. It's like 
Akira Jacobs is playing more. Like, okay, yeah, he's playing great, but why didn't you give him more minutes earlier instead of giving him garbage time minutes if that's the case, right? Like, it's just it's just a bad, bad coaching system right now. And Gannat, nine years already. I mean, you, you got to produce. Like, I don't know how you can justify coming back with this kind of performance. And you know what's even worse is the Big West tournament. They changed the formatting this year. So top eight make the, the, the what you call it, the tournament. And they have like a first round. The top four seeds have a bye first round. And then the top two have a second round bye as well. So they play in the semifinals, I think. UH is ninth. So they're not even going to make the tournament. Do you know how depressing that is? <laughs> like You're ninth. You're not even going to go to Vegas for a tournament. Like you would just have your senior night game and then oop, season's over. <laughs> like that is just not that is all time bad to me from where this program was a few years ago, making the tournament, right? Winning a tough upset game against a good Cal team to where you are now. Like it just seems like we're regressing every year under Gannat. And this is like rock bottom. So unless things change fast, um, I would expect some drastic changes in the basketball or the men's basketball program. Maybe they should just have, I don't know, maybe have Laura Beeman coach both teams because at least they're winning in conference. They kind of seem to figure that thing out at least. So I don't know. Or maybe have Gannat coach the women's and Beeman can coach the men's. Like, I don't know, just, just something like, cause at least they, they're winning. The Wahine are winning. So it's just frustrating. Really, really frustrating. I mean, they got a two game homestand this week. They play Riverside, or not Riverside, Santa Barbara, preseason favorites. I don't think they're going to win that game. And then there's the Saturday game, which is against the winless Cal Poly Mustangs in conference. So let's just say if you lose that, I think you're going to lose the entire fan base for the season. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, well, let's hope we don't get to that UH point. basketball is a disaster right now. Oh, no. I hate to hear that. Okay, well... Yeah, let's wrap on that. Uh, one quick hitter for the MLB. Kind of big news, Josh Hader over to the Astros. So they restock again. The big free agent closer. <laughs> I mean, great move for them. Great pickup for them. Um, that's, that's a legit nasty bullpen because they still have Presley. So I think Presley, you move him to the setup guy now. Um, have Hader close out the game. <laughs> I mean, or you can flip them too if you really want it. Once you get into that lefty righty situation, I, I think they sh- that's what they should do. Like they're both quality closers, and you can match up. Like one guy's a lefty, one guy's a righty. What if you know one inning there's a lot of lefties? So it's like God, that's pick your pick. That's a uh, yeah, yeah, that's a luxury to have. And they got Brian Abreu. He's probably going to be the seventh guy. He could be easily be a closer on majority of the major league teams. So. Yeah, Houston's going to be a problem. Got to beat Houston in the first six innings, I guess. <laughs> Once again, going to be a problem, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much the only news. The hot stove is kind of cooled off now. Uh, Matt, why don't you tell us our Foolish Fool of the Week? Foolish Fool of the Week. I had an initial Foolish Fool, and then I changed it after the football games this week. So it was going to be Jerry Jones, but luckily for him... I thought there was another guy who deserved it more, and that is Sean McDermott. Um, 
you know, you kind of touched on it earlier in our recap, but specifically the decision to call a fake punt on your own 30 yard line. And there's, let's say 12 and a half minutes left in the game and you're down three. What? <laughs> like, why, why, why then? And oh, you're calling it to Damar Hamlin. Like, are you trying to like win the game? Are you trying to have like a make a wish moment? Like, what is the the reasoning behind that? You know, punt the ball, make Kansas City go the length of the field to score a touchdown. And even if they don't, you can still hold them to a field goal and have a one possession game. And then it's like Josh Allen, go be the guy. But you can't just not give them a chance and have you guys down two scores, which you guys should have been, honestly. So, yeah, Sean McDermott, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You got lucky, but then you kind of got what you deserved for that decision in the, in the end result. Just a um, terrible, terrible. And it's not like you were close, too. Like, they, he gained, what, like a yard? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Be better yeah. than that. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, well, say to the 808, Matt, not a ton of news, but I will say uh, Max Holloway, we got some Max Holloway news. He will be fighting Justin Gaethje. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, That's let's a say scary I'm, matchup. I'm a little nervous for Max. Um, I'm, you know, I still am highly confident in his abilities, but uh, when we did see him move up to 55, it was a little bit rough. You know, matching the power that Dustin had. But, you know, Max, uh, he's one of the all-time greats for a reason. Uh, Justin Gaethje, he's, he's just so dangerous to me. But it'll be a – I think it's going to be a banger. Um, hopefully – I mean, he has – he's pretty much known for having the iron chin. Uh, and Justin Gaethje can put it on you like no one else can. But we'll have to see. Uh, I think it's going to be a great fight. I'm just so nervous though. That's a um, bad matchup for him. I don't I don't like it. But hey, I you know, he knows what he's doing. And I think this time around they have a little bit more preparation. Um, you know, to kind of give him a full camp of uh training at that weight or closer to that weight with you know sparring partners and stuff. So we'll we'll have to see how it goes, but um yeah. I'm a little bit nervous for that one when it comes <laughs> around in April, I believe. So I'll have to keep an eye out for that. But uh, let's wrap it here, Matt. Uh, so sports fact of the day. What do you got for us? I think you'll like this one. This is a good one for you. But okay, we're recording on January 22nd. We'll go back to 2006. And a guy by the name of Kobe Bryant, he scored 81 points. In a 122-104 Lakers victory over the Toronto Raptors, that mark is second most in NBA history for a total point scored game behind Wilt's, uh, obviously his master 100-point game, which is ridiculous. But I also just find it interesting that it's the anniversary of Kobe and uh, Joel Embiid scored 70 today. Embiid popped off. And Cat had a 64-point game. Yeah, something like that. Crazy man, the the Mamba, he, yeah, he he spread his aura today, especially on the big men in the NBA. So, the Kobe anniversary of the eighty one is the sports fact of the day. All right, well that sounds good, Matt. Um, good place to end it there, I think. 
Uh, but yeah, thank you again, everyone, for listening. It was a fun one this week. Got some guests. Hopefully, we can get more guests in the future. Uh, but we'll be back next week because after next week, uh, there will only be two teams left standing in the NFL. So we'll have you know our breakdown of that and probably start to get more into some NBA stuff. So uh, for everyone waiting for our NBA stuff, don't worry. It's coming pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, you know, as usual, thank you, everyone. Have a good week and we'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.